Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture media, name a movie, TV, and kind of all about co-host, Batman. Well, what should people do? Like, subscribe, and tell a friend. I'm eating pizza. He's eating pizza and also drinking beer. I'm also drinking beer. Yep. I already had dinner, so I'm missing So out. today, my friends, I'm so sorry. I also hate the sound of eating in my ear. I will swallow outside of the mic. Uh, today is the 52nd episode. You thought our 50th episode was a big deal, but no, this is the real one. This is the real, actual, this is unironically a really big deal for me. Yes, it is. As as people know, hopefully by now, 52 is the number that DC is obsessed with. Why are they obsessed with this number? I don't really know when it started. Um, probably 1952. Probably not. It wasn't DC in 1952. No. <laughs> well. That was dumb of them. Yeah, fuck you. They should have gotten on that. Nineteen fifty-two was going to be because they year. started. They started calling themselves DC Comics as early as like I'm pretty sure like nineteen fifty-one-ish around there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they only became like officially DC Comics in like the seventies. Okay, like it was a pretty late thing. They became like just casually known. Um, <laughs> it was such a deg- discreet change. <laughs> Shit, we missed a whole bunch of things. Anyway. We gotta get through. Uh, did we check out a- our Twitter? Yeah, okay, yeah. Why should people do that thing? Uh, Matt, what have you been up to? Um, uh, well, a variety of things. Uh, I've been trying to keep up with my horror movies. Uh, I only watched two this week, but I was doing other stuff also. Mm-hmm. So I watched uh, Gerald's Game, which is a Netflix original that came out last year. It's based on a Stephen King story. Um, husband and wife drive up to a nice, romantic, secluded lake house. They're having marital troubles, um, so. They bring along the sexy lingerie and handcuffs for some fun time to try to spice things up and bring a spark back to their marriage. So he handcuffs her to the bed, and they start to get a little down and dirty, and then he has a heart attack and dies. Oh. Yep. Ten minutes into the movie. And so she is just handcuffed to this bed, middle of nowhere, no one around. Oh, dear. Yeah. And so most of the movie uh, is actually her partly slightly going crazy so like um there's a second version of her in her head like walking around that she's talking with and a version of her dead husband walking around that she's talking to um weird it is kind of weird it does get a little stephen kingy in place although it'd be spoiling some stuff to say much more about how that happens okay is um, there a child orgy at the end no there's not a child orgy at the not end. enough yeah not, not quite st- not stephen not, yeah. T- not stephen king enough right it, it's just kind of like Stephen Prince level. <laughs> um, it, it, Purple the, rain. <laughs> uh, uh, the ending does take a bit of a left turn that I wasn't a fan of until the very end, and then it kind of came together and made sense again. Um, so, solid movie. Uh, it's actually surprisingly gory. So, what can be gory? Again, it'd be spoiling it if I'd said hmm. anything, really. It's not, like, really bad, but it earned its R rating. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's it's solid. It's a really interesting, like, more of a psychological study of this woman in particular and sort of who she is and how she came to be who she is and how who she is affects her relationships and all that stuff. It's Well, who she is literally killed her husband on top of her, so... She didn't kill him. Oh. He just topple goes and dies of a heart attack. Maybe it's how good of the sex it was. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, the other 
I watched. Uh, I'm also trying to like both eat off off mic, and also yep. like make comments. So like exactly. I'm kind of jumping back and forth, and it's really weird. <laughs> kind of fun we, actually. This is why we don't do this often. But uh, yeah, so the other one I watched was Apostle, which just came out today. Today being Friday, October twelfth. Um, so that is also a Netflix original movie. I have written a review, and it should be up by the time this episode goes out. Um, basically, the story is um, there's a guy. He's kind of broken down. He's described as a drifter in the description, but that doesn't feel entirely accurate. He's just kind of um, – he's got a dark and mysterious past that's left him kind of a broken man. Um, played by Dan Stevens. Um, Mr. Not Stephen Dan's? No, not Stephen Dan's. Not Stephen Dan's? No. <laughs> or Stephen King. No, it's uh, – so, yeah, he's the Legion guy, Mr. Mister Legion Man. Oh. Mr. Um, Legion Man! That's him. That's the one. Yeah, so uh, he plays this guy, and the basically the plot is kicked off when his sister is kidnapped and held for ransom by a creepy cult that lives on an island. This is all set in 1905, I should specify. It's kind 1975? Of a period. 1975? 05. 05. 19 oh, oh, oh. Yeah, so they, they lean into the period piece. And it's on like kind of this isolated island somewhere unspecified in the British Isles. There's a lot of Irish people around. It feels like it's close to Ireland, maybe. Okay. Um, and so he goes to this island and is sneaking around trying to figure out where his sister is and what's going on. And maybe this creepy cult there's some sort of creepy god or monster or something behind them and Mm -hmm. um it's sort of the first couple acts are mostly just sort of mystery thriller type stuff with like little tiny bits of horror just to remind you that this is scary Mm -hmm. and then the third movie it just ramps up into like a gore fest and it's great Hmm. um it does a lot of things right but it's maybe not quite as good as the sum of his parts um partly for like some of the elements just don't fit together very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's directed by Gareth Evans, who did the Raid movies. Um, so he's known for like super hyper stylized action and stuff. Okay, so he tries I've never to seen in- any of the Raid movies. They're supposed to be really good. I haven't seen them either. Okay, uh, but he's his style like it's really good, and there's like some really good action in this, but it kind of clashes with the slower period piece aesthetic. Okay. Um, so it just it feels a little unsettled. It's got some thematic incoherence, which again I get into more in my review. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's a really solid movie. Although, again, very gory. Like this one's like up there relative to even like Game of Thrones level. There's some okay, pretty serious blood and guts going on. Neat. But yeah, solidly enjoyable movie. Um, I also started the new season of Man in the High Castle. And well, I told you this earlier this week, but I like this show more when I'm not watching it. Yeah, <laughs> you did say that. Yeah, and in fact, I can confirm that you did, in fact, say that yeah, to well, me. I just we said we do it's... talk to each other outside of this podcast occasionally by Sometimes. necessity, by necessity, by pure necessity, pretty much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like it's it's a good show. It's got good actors and an interesting story, and um, it's just generally pretty well designed, but. I just can't find myself that interested when I'm actually watching. Mm-hmm. And I'm not entirely sure why. Well, I mean, it's a make-you-think show as opposed to make-you-show. Well, yeah. It Does just, that make any sense? Yeah. 
but usually that sort of thing i'm I'm good at just sort of sitting and watching those sorts of things like the the man from earth i talked about a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. entirely just people in a room talking make you think type of thing and i was riveted to that thing yeah. i did not look away for a second but man in the high castle like i put it up and i get 10 minutes into an episode and i'm like Okay, I'm going to work on something else at the same time. And is it that it's just poorly written, or is there a lot of filler and you think it could be better, more concise? I think that might be it. It's, it's I gave very you two slow. options. I think the second one. It's, <laughs> okay. It's, it, feels, it feels like a lot of filler. Do you want to do this slow. or this? Yes. What? <laughs> that is very right. much that one, that kind of situation. Yep, yep. I gave you two <laughs> options, and you just said yes. No. Yeah, it's – no, it's – I mean, it's pretty well written. I think it's just too slow. Mm -hmm. might be the issue um maybe there's i don't know it feels a little just all over the map because it's loosely based on a book but so loosely that it doesn't even follow the same plot really it's just kind of yeah. basic premise nazis won the war and then some of the concepts sort of approached in yeah. like a very different direction um and so it kind of feels like they don't have a coherent central vision. So they're just like, okay, where should the story go next? Yeah. All right, well, what if they send these characters here? That'll be interesting. And so, yeah, there's there's good moments, but it just it feels a little disorganized, I think, okay. is the issue. Um, And then also, I've been starting to read some Hellboy because I want to get through a bunch of that before the movie. So I got the first volume, the Omnibus. They just released this summer and fall like the complete Hellboy stories in omnibus form. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's four volumes of like the main story and then two volumes of just little short stories. Yeah. Um, so I read the first volume of the main story, which is uh, the Seed of Destruction story arc, um, the Wolves of St. August and the Chained Coffin, which are like little shorter stories. Um, and then Wake the Devil and Almost Colossus, which are a little bit longer stories again. Which ones are the original movies based on? Um, the first movie is loosely based on Seed of Destruction. Okay. And some of the elements that I think are probably going to come back later because they're referenced sort of tangentially in this first volume. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure Golden Army is actually just a completely new story. Okay. concept that Guillermo del Toro made up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can, I can see why people really like this stuff. It's fantastic. How's the art? Uh, it's it's interesting. It's a little <laughs> um I, I like it. It's a little blocky, but it kinda works, I think, for what they're going for. Mm -hmm. Um but it's just good character writing. Like it's it's taking a little while to kinda get into it so you actually get to know these characters. Yeah. Uh but by the end of the uh, um end of the last story you're like, Yeah, I'm really invested in this mm -hmm. world and it's got like a really rich mythology. Like seemed when i was kind of on the outside that hellboy was just like okay here's a bunch of different random stories about okay we're gonna bring in this creepy mythological thing and that creepy mythological thing and yeah uh, just a whole bunch of disparate stuff they just threw the kitchen sink in there but actually reading it it seems a lot more coherent like mm -hmm. they're actually like okay this is the background mythology and this is how it spins off into the world in various ways yeah um so yeah it's really fascinating reading i'm really looking forward to read more of that cool that's all i got uh i have been what have i been doing well i've been continuing to try to 100 percent spider-man mm -hmm. my goal is to 100 i'm at 97 percent. very good which is close i'm 
know if it, um, I feel like that's loud enough that the mics are picking it up. Might be. My my parents are doing music picking with the church, and there's like eight people out there, and they're getting very loud. Yep. Because they have all had alcohol, and based on that loudness, I'm assuming the margarita machine has come out. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> so they're gonna get louder. Oh boy. Um, we'll just have to talk over them. No. Uh. <laughs> so I was doing that. I watched the first episode of Luke Cage season two. Oh yay! Uh, What'd you think? It was fine. Yeah. Nothing giant really has happened. It takes a little while to get going. I completely going, forgot but... that Mariah and Shades are a thing. Were they a thing at the end of season one? <sighs> I don't because it thinks it was. If officially... they weren't, then I feel like they missed a whole bunch of steps, and they're just suddenly a thing. Did they explain? It I more? think it was. They do explain it a little more, but I think it was kind of implied at the end of season one that that okay. was going to be a thing. Uh. Yeah. It takes a little while for that plot to build up. Yeah. But. So it's I'm not fully invested. Uh, it was like obviously not enough that I continued watching after right. the first one. I went to bed. Right. Uh, and then I I mean continuing to read Teen Titan, New Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. I have eight volumes of that, <laughs> and it's a it's an eighties comic, so it's super fucking dense. Yep. It takes a long time to get through. Like I typically clock myself at about fifteen minutes per issue with mm-hmm. current comics. Mm-hmm. I'm about at thirty like 25 30 minutes for an issue for those yeah so it, it takes a while to get through them yep um but what else have i been doing i feel like i did something speaking of titans i i had one more thing before i was gonna get to that you fuck okay <laughs> i think oh i don't think i talked about this last week did i talk about reading heroes in crisis yes i did yeah you did yeah i talked about violating this yeah uh, I think that's really all. I mean, I've been continuing to write my D&D campaigns. Yeah. Which, I mean, I update you every time. and This is true. I feel like they're okay. Seems like it to me. I, <laughs> I like a lot of the world building <laughs> stuff that you're throwing in there. Um, But, oh, also I got to voice act for the first time in my life. Yeah? Yeah. That's pretty fun. I got to bring Daryl to the voice, or to the face of a fish. Exactly. It was a talking fish who is very wise. He's a wise bass. That's the name of the short. Okay. Anyway, we also watched this little little ditty show. <coughs> hmm. What? Got it. This little little uh, little ditty show called Titans today came out today. Yep. First episode came out today. Yep. It's not unbearable. It was kind of just fun, bad. Yeah. Like, I feel like the special effects are gonna be like. We saw, like, all of the trailers in the first episode. Yeah. So I feel like there's going to be real, some more interesting storytelling. Cause, like, oh, there what, be. what we've learned from the trailers is pretty garbage. Yeah. Like, uh, that was, d- d- like, established from the beginning. We don't even know who the villain's going to be, do we? No, we don't. Not yeah. at all. I, we're assuming Trigon, based on Raven being Makes kind sense. of the center. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, kind of f- a lot of forced stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the they needed a little bit of a backstory with Dick Grayson, so he like randomly opened up to this girl that he basically told to fuck off the moment he met her. Yep, which was really weird. Honestly, like while I was watching that scene, I was like, literally, they could have had this thing where like she's trying to get to know him, mm-hmm. and he like pushes her off, and like he finally gets mad. It's like, look, my last fucking partner solves everything with fists. All right, back off. And it's just like <laughs> this little bit. It's like, okay, now I understand yeah. why he's mad, yeah. as opposed to her going. Hey, are you okay? And he's like, "Here's why I'm sad." Yeah. And it's like you—you you told her to fuck off. 
I don't two days th- ago. I don't think a single person in this show felt like a character as much as a little vehicle for exposition or plot moving yeah, around. Yeah, I think this this first episode basically suffered from a lot of what a lot of adequate shows suffer in their first mm-hmm. episode, where it's just like exposition. Yep. So Pretty we'll much. see where it goes from there. There's we haven't seen Hawk or Dove yet. Right. So a little bit of uh the rest of the Titans. Yep. So yeah, who knows. Yeah. I think there's hope. Yeah, I, I this could turn into a There's some atrociously incorrect things, which makes me really oh, sad yeah. cuz Jeff Johns is one of the story writers. Yeah. Um but special effects are not good. There's a lot of like little continuity errors and stuff, but Yeah. It's not unwatchable. It's not unwatchable, which is a step up from kind of the what we expected it to be. Yeah. But on that note, kind of continuing what we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. it's the 52nd episode. This is the episode of DC, which is why I'm eating and drinking a beer. Celebration. Not just that there was pizza and beer in your kitchen when you walked into the house. Well, that had something to do with it. <laughs> um, so last week we talked about... Uh, Are what? we going to do news at all? Oh, shit. Come on, man. Man. You're getting too, been a long you're getting week. too excited. <laughs> it's been a long fucking week. Uh, premature explanation there. Huh? Premature explanation. Yeah, let's do news. All right. Has any news happened? A little bit. Um, we got a pet cemetery trailer for the remake. What? Yeah. Are you doing a pet cemetery? Yeah. Huh? Did you not know that? No. They've been talking about that for a long time. Oh. There's a poster last week, and this week there's an actual out-and-out trailer. I did not know that. Which I never saw the original. I never read the book, but it looks like a pretty solid trailer. So. I know it's referenced in Justice League. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that now. Um, I know it in passing. Yep, I I know of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but it, it looks like a pretty solid movie. Stephen King has an inconsistent record when it comes to adaptations, but the ones that hit hit. So yeah. this looks promising. Okay. Um, we also got just today a teaser for the live action Aladdin movie. Oh, a full teaser. Sort of a tea. Like, I thought it was just a picture. No, there were. It's like a minute and a half. Oh shit! Barely any actual footage. Oh, okay. A lot of like landscapes with Agrabah in the distance. Um, we do see Aladdin's face like as he's grabbing the lamp. Hmm. Um, looks good. He actually looks a lot like the cartoon character. Cool. Um, there's. They also showed the like the mouth thing in the, the desert. The Jafar was in. That's what I. That I yeah. That's what I saw. Okay. Yeah. It they was showed like a, a kind of a first look at Jafar kind of thing. All right. Yeah. They showed. They showed that like actually closing. So the effects look pretty decent. Okay. Does Gilbert Gottfried uh voice the bird? Do we know? I don't know if we know. He's still alive, so he kind of has to. Kind of feels like it's it. like they definitely would have gotten Robin Williams to do the. Uh, yeah. Who's doing the genie? Uh, I don't remember. It was so it's someone big, right? I probably should have looked all these things up. Yeah, but yeah, fucking unprepared I, shit. I didn't. Yep. Yeah, loser. That yeah, that's that's literally in the job description. Yeah, so. be a loser. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay, so that's happening. Yep. That I completely forgot about. I think that was all the trailers I cared about. Uh, Ryan Coogler is coming back. Yes, for Black he Panther is. Two. Oh, writing and directing. Oh. Oh. In the same vein. In the same vein. I know what you're about to say. James Gunn is confirmed to write Suicide Squad 2. Heck yes. Fucking amazing. DC yep. is like, hey, uh, so we know you've been going through a lot. Uh, can you fix us? 
Yeah, we know we know we tried to rip you off with the first Suicide Squad and do our own Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. and it didn't work at all. So as opposed to mimicking, they are commissioning now. Right. Which is way better. Yep. Um, and okay, and this I was so close to posting this on Facebook, but none of my Facebook friends actually give a shit about what I have to say about this. Um, Dave Bautista has said that he is interested in joining the Suicide Squad movie mm-hmm. because of James Gunn, which is good. It means he has yeah. loyalty for stuff for actors. Yeah. Everyone's like, hey, giant ripped wrestler should play the giant ripped wrestler. First thing, Bane has been on the part of the Suicide Squad exactly one time. Okay. And he was on it for like seven pages and sent to a different planet. Okay. He's not a part of the Suicide Squad. Can we make him one, though? No. But. It doesn't make sense. But. He's an entirely different. He's a. He's entirely. Like. The the entirety of his character mm-hmm. is a very 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 intelligent brute force leader, mm-hmm. or like not leader but just like makes other people do things for him. Mm-hmm. He would never li- do a team. Okay. People they would probably offer it to him as like, hey, you could join the Suicide Squad for like uh, less time. First of all, he doesn't get arrested. Because mm-hmm. uh, how the fuck are you going to arrest Bane? Yeah, good luck with <laughs> um, that. And sec- well, first of all, he doesn't get arrested. Second of all, if he does get arrested, he goes to Arkham. And not Bella mm-hmm. Reeve. Mm-hmm. He's never been to Bella Reeve. Mm-hmm. Third of all, if you offered it to him, he would spit in your face because he doesn't want to be part of a team. Yep. Even if it means getting out. Yep. He'll make his own way out. He's yeah. that kind of character. That being said, Dave Batista as Bane? Heck well, yes. Yeah, okay, as Bane, <laughs> yes, but not on the Suicide Squad. Yeah. And second of all, Bane's not a wrestler. I hate right. when people claim he's a wrestler. First of all, it's... I keep saying first of all and second of all. I keep adding all these like little fourteenth <laughs> of all. It, it looks like a luchador mask. Yes, it was not a luchador mask. Right. It never was a luchador mask. It was a headpiece to attach venom to the back of his right. head. Right. Right. Read the comics, you casuals, filthy casuals. Comics are for nerds. Yes. And if you're gonna say Dave Batista should be Bane, then you're obviously trying to be a nerd. So how about you read the damn source material first? <laughs> All right, I can respect that. <laughs> <laughs> you tried to like counter me, and I'm like, and it was like, yeah, to my point. Yep. So yes, Dave Batista would be a good Bane. However, if he wants to do Suicide Squad, it would make more sense to do King Shark. Okay. Because he's just a ripped. He's less like comically ripped like bane is mm-hmm. he's more like dave batista ripped like Dra- drax ripped okay with the hammerhead shark head okay. he's also a great character okay uh okay so that now that i got that out of the way yep Whew. um i would like to add that they're saying that this will be a fresh take on the suicide squad so hopefully they'll just be like here james gunn you fix it we'll release it yeah a fresh take yep. it's a sequel <laughs> good luck uh what if they just reboot it but just keep all the actors They're like first one never happened well if they do that for suicide squad then they like they have no excuse for not doing it for the entire dcu exactly <laughs> uh all right i had one more piece of news um morbius the living vampire is apparently going to start shooting in yeah February. no that's official yeah both of us were saying that's not going to happen but apparently it's happening apparently it's happening well they are pushing through venom had a really solid opening weekend yeah. 80 million on a hundred million dollar budget which that's good for an opening weekend yeah um and critics hated it but the fans seem to be okay with it at least yeah so. and sony has obviously never cared what the critics think because they made venom and just like despite of <laughs> despite <laughs> of uh spider-man 3 so yep dude 
Yeah. Cheers to them. I'm lifting my glass to them. Yeah. Well, good good for them. Uh, eventually, they'll hit one that fails in both. I I think Morbius is not going to do well because no one knows Morbius. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. The re- the reason Venom succeeds is people know Venom. Plus, he's like a just an interesting character, kind of on the base premise. Yeah. This like, is just a vampire, as far as anybody knows. Yeah. Why would we want to see Jared Leto as a vampire? Is it the Joker? No. It's just a hey, vampire. Hey, we should see what Jared Leto looks like with weird teeth. Wait. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So. I wonder uh, what he's going to do as Morbius. I wonder if he's going to, like, actually bite people's necks. Uh, like what Jared Leto would, like, the, the it care or the person. I, he's, probably, he's probably going to have to have them hire a couple of PAs to just follow him around so he can drink their blood occasionally. Yeah, just like legitimately we'll go to like a blood bank and be like, hey, give me all the blood you have. Yeah. And they'll be like, that's a lot of blood, dude. And also, what? And they'll be like, I'm Jared Leto. I'll give you a bunch of money. I'm and they'll rich. be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what he does, what crazy little, little Leto, Leto antics he does here. Yep. So. That's third time's the charm. Third time's the charm. This is the 52nd episode. Wait, we didn't do the uh, our, our famous segment where we, uh, we we talk about people's comments that they left on our. On no our... one has left a comment on our any, on anything for a long time. Why don't you people leave comments? Come on, people. No one listens. This exactly. is literally just us being therapeutic. Pretty much. So this is the fifty-second episode. How would I redo the the D? How would I do the DC universe? Because you did uh. Marvel last week. Yep. My turn to do DC. You guys have basically heard kind of like what I would do over the course of this podcast. Yep. Um, let's condense it and make it coherent. Let's condense it. Number one, do not be afraid of doing different styles of movies. For instance, a Batman movie would be great as a psychological horror. You introduce the character, mm-hmm. you introduce the, the kind of character, and you stick and you stay loyal to the comics. Mm-hmm. So, like, number one, do a Batman movie. Okay. That's a pretty s- straightforward thing. Yeah. You need to do a Batman movie just to, like – just to introduce the actor, okay, and the world that they're that 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 character in is in as Batman. All right, so where are we starting from in terms of like we're starting time? right before like we're starting at Man of Steel, but like fuck Man of Steel, okay, kind of thing. So Batman movie comes first. Maybe Superman movie comes right. first, like Man I, of Steel. Well, I mean, following directly after Dark Knight. Yeah, Rises. Dark Knight Rises is two thousand twelve. Man and of Steel's twenty thirteen. So yeah. give it a but, breath. So, okay, so do a Superman movie. Mm-hmm. Everyone likes a Superman movie. Haven't had a Superman movie since 2009? Six. Six. Ah, flip the six and the nine. Yep. Um, 69. 69! So, start with your Superman movie. Maybe make it a little bit brighter because it's Superman and he's always kind of having fun. Yep. And then do an origin story. That's fine. Sure. Like, people know the origin story well enough, but, like... We haven't gotten a Superman origin story in 40 years. Yeah. Batman, we've got it. Like six times in the past, yeah, few years. Um, so do a full Batman or, or Superman origin story. Do mm-hmm. kind of Man of Steel, but like a little bit a little less gritty, with not a forty-minute punch fest as the final conflict. Yeah, honestly, you could make it just like a full, like not even really have a villain, just have him figuring shit. While well, you kind of need, kind of need a villain. Yeah, but uh, like nope, a, got nothing. The second tier. Superman villain we could throw at him. Yeah, you could do like Metallo. I yeah. mean, you could introduce. So you could theoretically introduce Lex Luthor from day one. Right. But not have him be the villain. Have him mm-hmm. pulling strings of other villains. Okay. Like in um, 
in the new 52 metallo comes from he's a he's a military guy that is trying to make a super suit and then the super suit kind of takes over brainiac takes over the super suit therefore taking over him mm-hmm. and it becomes metallo so do something like that with lex Luthor, where like he's kind of pulling strings and makes this guy hate superman and makes him fight superman mm-hmm. um so there you have your your kryptonite making him weak because metallo has a kryptonite thing right in his chest mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you got your Superman movie. Okay. And then do a Wonder Woman movie. All right. Just do Wonder Woman. So basically just a copy period the one we piece. got. So, and this is what kind of saying is like attached to different styles. Okay. Uh, that's something different. I'm trying to make it relatively different from Marvel. Right. Because I don't want to just copy straight off Marvel's yeah. formula. But like, they did it well. And exactly. It's kind of hard. Uh, movies are big. So you kind of like right. saying, make this person's movie and this person's movie and this person's movie and then a big old movie. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much following the, the formula, but mm-hmm. it's also good practice because you don't want to do a Justice League when you have no introduction to anybody. Yeah. So make a Wonder Woman movie, right? Okay. It's a period piece. Mm-hmm. Introduce her as someone who is immortal mm-hmm. or like really old, but also as awesome. Mm-hmm. And then do the Batman movie. Okay. And then do a Trinity movie. Do not – do a full Justice League movie because that is seven characters that you have to introduce. Yep. And you do not have the time to do that. Nope. Because with Marvel, they did Iron Man, Hulk, Captain America, Thor, Thor, Avengers. Right. So they introduced four of them, introduced a couple more. Yeah. But don't even do that. Like, that's one of the like, – that was actually, like, one of the weakest th- – oh, the, they did Iron Man 2. Yeah. So they introduced Romanov. Yeah, we we knew all of the characters going That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Because we even knew the Hawkeye. villain. Yeah, yeah. So like that one, that one worked because we already knew everybody, so you could just right. have some fun with it. Right. So do do a Trinity, mm-hmm. and maybe do like the like they do in the comics, where like the first villain is just straight up Darkseid. Okay. Where like he's coming in, he's super cocky, and he like thinks that it's just a whole bunch of humans, pesky humans, mm-hmm. and then they like stop him, and he was not prepared. Okay. So like, and that's I mean that's something that you want to do, and like different stories okay in D D, like for mm-hmm. example you introduce the big guy uh-huh. and then slowly he comes back stronger okay. that's i mean it's just generally kind of like a three-act thing yeah the beginning of the first act is the introduction to the villain okay well no the end of the second act would be what did i say did i say beginning of the first act end of the first act. end of the first act would be yeah introduction kind of the villain yeah, i don't know i know that the end of the second act is like you uh, defeat at the hand of the villain, right? So that wouldn't really work, but like they def- they they push off, uh, Dark Side, and he's like, "Fuck, all right, well I'm coming back, assholes." Yeah. Um, and then from there, this is this is where I think you should do it. Or they should do it a little bit different. From there, you do TV shows, mm-hmm. some really good TV shows of the different characters that can conceivably make the Justice League. Okay. So you got you got your Flash, you got Green Lantern, and you mm-hmm. could do a Green Lantern core show. Mm-hmm. It's a whole bunch of Green Lanterns yeah. to find your favorite Green Lantern. Okay. To put in there. And then you have your Aquaman, you have your uh um stuff like Adam. Mm-hmm. Do a show for that. Sure. Flash, uh fuck Cyborg, uh Shazam. Sure. Like all anyone that's like Normally, Hawk the Hawks fan the Hawk mm-hmm. two, uh, anyone that like you do TV like a TV show maybe like a Netflix 
Mm-hmm. Or like Netflix movies or like anthologies where they're like yeah. hour and a half long things. Yeah. Kind of like short things, like an introduction. And then – and you, c- you can do that. So maybe like it would be year one you release Superman. Year two is uh, Batman. Year three is Wonder Woman. Year four is – or whatever the order is. Year four is Trinity and all the Netflix stuff. Okay. In the same year. Okay. And then you release all that. You get the fan favorite. You take a break for a year. Okay. You make people want it. You go, hey, you liked what we're gonna, you liked what we're doing. All right, fucking wait, <laughs> just wait. Okay. It blue balls us a little bit, so it's yeah. kind of like you want more. And then you do a Netflix movie with the other favorite character, with like with uh, the favorites of like of that anthology uh-huh. series, uh-huh. and like they all do their own thing. Like, uh, kind of conceive a way that they would naturally come to fight together. As opposed to fighting against each other, like Batman v- or BVS did, mm-hmm. where it's like, "Hey, everyone's fighting against each other except for Big Thing." Make a thing that was like, maybe there's this guy with like weird horns that comes down and like starts attacking people, and you're like, "Why is he coming to attack us?" And then they're all like going to fight him because they all got like attacked by these weird flying bug monsters. Okay. So like all these, you got like your Flash, your Cyborg, your Simon Boz, if that's like the favorite, or Jessica Cruz, whoever your yeah. favorite Green Lantern is. Your your Shazam because you, you you people would love Shazam. He's the favorite. Just just who he is. Yeah. So you have all these people and they're like fighting things and then they find the source and they all get together at like the same time. And they're like, hi hi. So you you go fast. And he's like that's that's a bit of an oversimplification. Keep that line. There we you go. gotta keep that line. Good line. It's a good line. So then you like they're they're all together and then they fight this weird guy with like horns and like a battle axe. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you fucking see Batman or like. Superman come in, the same Superman, same casting come uh-huh. and be like, uh-huh. yo, you guys fought this guy? Awesome. We're fighting his his nephew. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so help. And then the next year is a Justice League movie. Okay. So you've got this, like, you've got these characters developed. Mm-hmm. And it's a little, it's a little, you got to be a little careful with it because a lot of people who watch the three, or the, the three movies and then the Trinity may not have seen the Netflix movies. Right. So maybe do like... Maybe do a, a Justice League movie that is really careful with that. Like, it yeah. doesn't introduce them, but you get the gist of who they are. Yeah. Um, and then you just straight up do a Justice League movie. What you could do is you could do, like, a little on-screen bio in neon letters. So, like, you freeze frame on them for a second, and it shows, like, here's Aquaman. His deal is he talks to fish. He is extremely dangerous, but it has to be in neon letters. And then you shoot Matt Dalthorpe in the face. Yes, you do. <laughs> Honestly, you could even kind of do that thing. Well, okay, think about it. So all these people uh, in in the Netflix series conceivably are complete loners. Mm-hmm. Especially like Flash, who's this kid who's been doing his own thing. Right. Uh, the Green Lanterns, who they're typically off in space doing their own stuff. Right. They've got a whole spec- – uh, um, sector to take care of mm-hmm. it's like you got all these people that aren't familiar with like what exactly batman superman and wonder woman are, go- are doing so you take them in and like scene one of the new justice league movie is like one of them like one of the trinity working with each of them mm-hmm. one by one and going look okay i know that you can do this let's see how that can work on earth or like on earth for the green lanterns mm-hmm. or like the the hawks mm-hmm. uh in a team 
for mm-hmm. people like the Flash, uh, uh, Shazam, like people who are very loners, yeah, and like stuff like that. So let's see how the, your powers can work in this setting that you're not familiar with. Okay. So it's basically a, 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 an exposition explaining their powers, mm-hmm. and then explaining to the audience, so explaining to the audience what their powers is, and also where they're not comfortable. Mm-hmm. So then there's that like little bit of kind of a, a, a conflict of like, you got Shazam, who's this ten year old kid. Who's never actually done anything? Right. He was just trying to do the right thing. There was these aliens, and he was like, "Oh God, I gotta go fight these <laughs> things because I'm the only one who can do it." Uh, and then he like, and then fucking Batman shows up. He's like, "All right, listen, you have a lot of these powers. Even you don't know the extent of these powers. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how to do anything. We're going to work with you on that." Okay. And then there you go. That's your exposition. Okay, there's this kid who has no idea what he's doing. So we really have no idea what he's doing realistically. Mm-hmm. So it, it puts it in that right line of like okay. yeah, having yeah. the audience be in the same shoes. I see that. So then you do that. You do like your first act is them just being like it, – it kind of is a montage of like training. Mm-hmm. Like kind of what you got in the Shazam trailer where yeah. it's like test or like test once strength kind mm-hmm. of thing. So you introduce all the characters mm-hmm. that way and then they're like, all right, dark side's coming. We know he's coming. And then they're all, like, prepared for Darkseid, right? Mm-hmm. And then fucking Brainiac shows up, and they're like, nope, this is not what we were prepared for. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I love what? it. What? <laughs> because, like, because then if you do Darkseid right off the bat, then it's, like, the end. Oops, sorry. Right. So, like, you you have them all, like, you build this oh, movie up for, I like, Darkseid. <laughs> and, like, even in trailers, like, they, Dark like, Darkseid sh- is coming. They show, like, pictures, and, like, Darkseid is coming. Darkseid is coming. And it's a fucking skull ship, and they're like, that's not Darkseid. And Superman's like, uh, guys. <laughs> you, just see, like, you just have this scene where Superman gets, like, noticeably nervous. And everyone else on the team, seeing, like, the leader get nervous, goes, oh, dear me. <laughs> and then that's the end of Act 2 where, like, they fight this thing and lose. And they're like, okay, so this is not what we were expecting. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then you, you, so you finish the movie. They beat Brainiac off in some way. Don't take that out of context. <laughs> Justice League beats Brainiac those, off. Oh my god. Those, those uh, uh, Kolu and Kolu and genitals, those tentacles, get those tentacles going. Oh yeah. So like that's the Justice League movie. It's like the full Justice League. It's just like Bra- uh, Dark Side's coming. That's not Dark Side. And then you do a movie for each one of the characters okay. of like then developing their characters because you've you've mm-hmm. got them att- you've got them developed, you've got them introduced, mm-hmm. and then you do that. And then you continue in Netflix. So, like, that's – so year four is the Netflix series okay. Justice or Trinity. And then you do a year off and then a Justice League movie. And that same year, mm-hmm. you do maybe a Teen Titans okay. or, like, maybe all the rem- rem- remainders. Mm-hmm. Like, anybody that's, like, left. And you do, like, a show about them, like what I've talked about, like an anthology thing. Mm-hmm. And then – you was like you kind of you kind of repeat the process where you do a full show of all these different characters, you take the favorites, do a team up sh- movie of that on Netflix, and then bring them into the movie universe. Okay. You you save your money, and you take the risks mm-hmm. on a less global scale. Yeah, you develop in the minor leagues. Yeah, exactly. There, yeah. there you go. There you develop go. them in the minor leagues, and then you bring in the favorites into the movies where they know they're gonna work mm-hmm. because if like a Netflix audience worked then a, a general audience will work because it's still the same kind of demographic of people of just all people, right? I suppose. The people who I'm are going to sure. watch – people on Netflix 
So, like, the people who watch Netflix are generally the same. Like, it's just as a wide variety as people who just watch movies, right? I don't actually know the demographic data. I'm sure there's a statistic It doesn't on that. seem like an unreasonable assumption, yeah. though. So, the people who are going to watch those movies on Netflix are the same demographic of the wide variety who are going to watch mm-hmm. the movies. So, if it works in Netflix, it'll work in the real li- in the movies. Mm-hmm. In real life. <laughs> Netflix isn't real life. So, that's what you do is you keep it's introducing. Not. And then you do interesting ways. You don't have to keep all of the same team every single time. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like... You, you go based on the data of, like, what was the most popular character's movie. Mm-hmm. Like, after Justice League, they all have their own movie. And then you go, okay, these four characters were the favorites. Mm-hmm. Let's have the other threes go off other three go off and do something at the beginning of the next Justice League movie. They go off and do their own thing. Mm-hmm. And then you bring in these new people. Okay. And then you kind of, like, cycle out the and, – and that, and that keeps yeah. it interesting. It's not the same team over and over again. Because then you have different superpowers doing different, like, bouncing off each other in different ways. Okay. You have the same Justice League all the time. It's just going to be the same team-up, same tactics and stuff like that. Okay. But you throw in Adam in the third Justice League movie, sure. and they're just like, what do we do with a shrinking dude? Maybe he goes into a guy's skull and grows. Doesn't work? Got it. Lesson learned. He died. <laughs> uh, next time someone who shrinks come up, we won't do that. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I, I do have a couple of questions. Okay. So what do you do with uh, like characters that have not really? All this was completely bullshitted, by the way. I knew I wanted yeah. to do the Trinity thing, but everything else was just on the fly right now. That was very good. I'm so proud of myself. So what should we do with characters that are like not Justice League characters per se, but are still kind of core DC people? So I'm thinking like Constantine, Swamp Thing, okay, the Justice League Dark type people. Well, so uh, in that case, maybe maybe you do a. So, like, I talked about doing a, uh, like, keeping a cycle, like, mm-hmm. once you release this Justice League movie, you do another one of those anthology series to a movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe you do a theme. So, like, a Justice League Dark show to a Justice League Dark movie. Okay. And then you, that next movie you do, or that next Justice League movie is a Dark-themed one. Mm-hmm. So, like, you fight someone like, uh, fuck Trigon, maybe. Sure. Like, Trigon's a pretty dark dark dude yeah um or or enchantress who's a kind of a general person um but like you you can do that but like what i'm kind of thinking is like you do like four justice league movies and they're like okay dark side's coming we don't know when he's coming (laughs) but there's several several other threats that keep happening yeah and then like over time you develop the most favorite characters and then, like, on, like, the fourth Justice League movie, you have all of your, like, the biggest favorites. Mm-hmm. And they're all significantly more powerful than they were at the beginning. And mm-hmm. then Darkseid comes in, like, way more powerful. And then it's, like, an Infinity War level okay. combat. Yeah. Uh, my other question was uh, about casting. So, I don't care about the new characters. They'll figure something out for that. Yeah. But for existing characters, do you want to keep the existing Worlds of DC casting? No. Okay. Well, okay. No, not, I mean, fuck Ben Affleck. You do not want an old Batman for this. this what is I'm true. what I'm thinking for the for like the early movies is like they are fresh faced heroes. Okay. So like you can do a Henry Cavill. Sure. He's a great age for like just coming out of Superman. Mm-hmm. But you do like maybe a Jake Gyllenhaal or a John Hamm Batman where it's like well John Hamm's, John a, Hamm's little a little older. Um but like you do someone who's young mm-hmm. who you think is you think will age similar to Will Smith. As, uh, uh, like, where he just doesn't age. Mm-hmm. Um, so that they can grow in the role. So Keanu Reeves. Yeah, he doesn't age. 
Exactly. I do not want to see him as Batman though. He's kind of he looks kind of weird to be Batman. Uh, he wouldn't he wouldn't be a great Batman. Probably. He's too thin. Yeah. He's got too much cheekbones. He played Constantine. Yeah. He did. He did that very thing. Anyway, so yeah, uh, you do you do young casting. So you keep Gal Gadot's great. Ezra Miller's great. Yep. Uh, Henry Cavill's perfect. Um, but there's a few. I I I like. Jason Momoa as Aquaman, but I don't think he's the perfect casting. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to go back to the classic Aryan? Kind of like he's this he's this clean cut. I really love the way they did it with the New Fifty Two, where he's like this clean cut, looks like a Boy Scout kind of thing, but like don't fuck with him. Okay. <laughs> kind of thing, like so it's the, like Jason Momoa is a threatening looking person. He's a scary dude, and that's I why think I he's think, a lovely dude. But yeah, but he looks terrifying, yeah. and that I think that's why they did it is because they take this Aquaman, mm-hmm. and you're like, Aqu- they're like, you're like looking to the left, and like Aquaman's in here, and you're like, what Aquaman's to my right? What a oh. Like, it stops you in your tracks yeah. from, like, underestimating Aquaman. But okay. that's, like, the point of Aquaman is you look at him now and you're just like, all right, orange shirt, green pants, clean-cut blonde hair, you're a loser. And then he stabs you with a trident and doesn't give a shit. Yep. And then six a million piranhas on your face. All right. <laughs> just randomly off the top of my head, what about uh, Nikolai Coster-Waldo as um I would love Aquaman. it. I would love it. Yeah. Oh my god! Make sure he's completely clean shaven. Right. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't get that. But like, I would love that. I'm proud of that. Dude, get some Jamie <laughs> Lannister as your Aquaman. Yeah. Like, he looks sweet and nice, but he will kill you. Yeah. And he has and he has a scary face. Not yeah. like a scary face, but like he can do he a can scary, do a scary face. face. And he's a he's a good actor. He can give you some yeah. some depth. He can make you like him. But. And he's. British, right? Isn't he? No, he's he's like Swedish. Yeah, he's one of those Scandinavian ones. That's why yeah. his name's spelled funny. And that's really, and that'd be really interesting to have a different accent, uh, like similar to what they did with Wonder Woman, where mm-hmm. she comes from this different place. Right. Have him have a different accent as an Atlantean. Yeah. I like it. Cool. I yeah. like it. And then you can have just all the Scars guards, since they're Scandinavian. You can have them play people <laughs> in Atlantis they're too. All, they're all the Atlanteans. <laughs> yeah, it's just them multiple times. It's like what they did with the Wookies in Episode Three, where they exactly. just had the same five people and just did it over and over and Pretty over much. again and put them all together. <laughs> it's just a world full of Scars guards. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, no, I I like your overall vision. I think it relies relies on a couple of unsustainable assumptions, such as uh, that DC would be able to recognize which of their shows is the most popular, like which well, characters. That, I mean, well, okay, so that's just a general thing that, like, that's that's something that you have to put time into that the film industry doesn't typically put time into. But Warner right. Brothers is larger. Like, they, mm-hmm. like they're more than just entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they also – they almost took AT&T. Right. Um, so they're getting into different things. If you get, like, a communication company like that, mm-hmm. there's so much more you can do. But you do surveys, mm-hmm. like that. There, people do those all the time. Yeah, like people, people literally do surveys to get money. Like people will I do, do it for like twenty five cents a survey or something like that. Yeah. But like, do some of the just do a wide net survey, like cast it to the world and just see what mm-hmm. it is. Like of these Netflix shows, and like you'll obviously get some skewed. Like you'll you will yeah. get some skewed what you want. Like. Right. Okay. Obviously, people love Flash and this Green Lantern, or like yeah. maybe like Netflix is pretty diverse. You know what? Maybe do this. Don't do it on Netflix. Do it on the DCU. Well, 
then you got a very restricted audience. It is true. You got literal DC fans. Exactly. You've got your hardcores like the the toxic DC fans. I was gonna say me, and then I burped, and I realized I'm glad I burped because I didn't want to say me because mm-hmm. I'm not toxic. Um, but the people who Says like you. I don't hate things when they're incorrect. I know Titans is incorrect, but I'm still giving it a chance. Yeah. But the people who are like diehard and like will will stop watching if it's incorrect. Right. Uh, But Netflix, I feel like, has a wide enough reach as a company that they could do surveys. Like maybe at the end of like – or like at the beginning of the series of the show, Mm -hmm. it says go to this website and rate uh, rate your favorite things or something. Some people will do that. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe at the bottom it'll say, like, if you do, there will be a secret surprise in the movies or something for you. Or you just say, like, if your favorites will show up in the movies. <laughs> yeah. Why dance around it? I don't know. <laughs> it just – it feels like the sort of thing that could easily spiral out of control because hand it off to an internet mob. I don't know. Maybe they don't like the idea of a, a non-white Green Lantern. And so they're like, oh, well, we hate Green Lantern. And they, they – yeah. Bias the results. It just it seems like the sort of thing that is really nice in theory but would fall apart really fast in practice. Yeah. Well, you could uh maybe something like that. Something that they're anthology so they're super disconnected. I'm wondering if there's any kind of like uh any merit to the premise of people watch the ones they want to watch. Mm-hmm. So like word of mouth would be like, hey, that that one is really good. Yeah. Like, you, you make it so that it's not episode one, two, three, four, because yeah. then they'll watch in order. But maybe, you, like, you release them all as just really short films, mm-hmm. and then, like, people go, oh, yeah, this one's good, this one's good, this one's good. And then a bunch of people go watch that just word of mouth in general. Mm-hmm. And it'll be, like, natural prob- or uh, normal curve kind of thing where, yeah. like, the most popular ones got watched. Okay. Um, like, like you said, I do understand that there would definitely be some skew against – uh, Simon Boz, mm-hmm. who is a Muslim, mm-hmm. um, might have some issues in America because America's not fantastic in those kind of situations. Not fantastic, but <laughs> Muslim. Shut up. <laughs> but uh, no, I see what you're saying. And that, I mean, it takes more than a 22-year-old completely winging it in a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure that they could figure out a way to find a good metric for that. Yeah. And I mean – if they were decent at like actually reading what people are saying, mm-hmm. like you can you can get the sort of the fan temperature if you just read sort of the reactions and stuff. Yeah, you can get sort of a general sense of it if you follow the news. But movie studios aren't great at that. Well, honestly, what you can literally do is like look up or like s- send a algorithm on Twitter of like looking for certain words and then put the certain words in different bins of like good bad uh indifferent Mm -hmm. and you can obviously you don't want to look for words like love because it'd be like this was the worst thing ever it it takes something i love and ruins it for me right kind of thing you can yeah but you can like filter things i can write code like that yeah and i have had one like one thousand level course of writing code (laughs) um yeah no something like that would be doing you could definitely write a complex algorithm yeah so you could do something like that get the general premise for each of like the the things and then work from there yeah there's so many ways to do it Mm -hmm. data analytics is literally like the career that i'm wanting to go into now 
So I like that kind of excites me. It's like finding ways to yeah. like make a hypothesis and then find a metric for measuring that, and then you make a conclusion based on what everyone's saying, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's pretty good. Um, my other concern is that uh, releasing something like this through Netflix, you're not gonna have the budget to pull off some of these as well as you might like. Because the menu's really good, but that all tends to be really grounded stuff where they don't have to burn a lot of money on effects. Well, yeah, and that's but a I'm lot of these things, like, it's not super hard to, like, it's so easy to dance around in effects with superheroes mm-hmm. and not get super expensive. Like, look what they did with Shazam. Instead of doing some weird transformation, they just had smoke and he's suddenly a person. Yeah. You can dance around that. I'm just wondering how you're going to do Green Lantern for... As like for like ten million dollars. Well, maybe you do an Earth Green Lantern. Yeah. Like they're all chilling. Like honestly, flying is not that hard to do now. Yeah, flying is super easy to do. Um, and then I don't know. It's I mean you it's you don't really have to worry about like the the constructs looking super CGI because they're giant glowing translucent green objects as long as you don't make the costume cgi too i think you're good to go yeah no literally all you got to do is just like make it a green and black costume with like a little bit of a green led on the chest yeah and you're golden yeah some of them don't even glow kyle rayner doesn't even glow kyle rayner's is the most is like the easiest to make Mm -hmm. it doesn't glow and then his mask doesn't like form perfectly to his face like it's just a single cloth it's like this like kind of weird uh eye like mask or not like like good lord i just said it's not a mask it's a mask <laughs> but like it's it's a it's much thicker and it's kind of like it, it's more like a hard material mm-hmm. as opposed to like a little thing that they just like stick on their face right like his is super easy to do mm-hmm. costume budget of like 40 bucks and you got it mm-hmm. yeah but all right yeah I, I guess you could do it i was just like yeah i was like green lantern core in space how are you gonna do that but well you can i mean ground it. i mean I'm I'm sure they could do that. It's it doesn't seem like it's that hard to do it, but mm-hmm. like, it's Warner Brothers. If, yeah. Like if if they did it like it was like Warner Brothers just releasing it on Netflix, it would be Warner Brothers budget. Yeah. And they obviously sure. wouldn't do like a four hundred million dollar budget no. thing. It'd be like. But they might do fifty. Yeah, fifty, fifty, seventy-five million. Which you can you can get some pretty decent. Yeah, absolutely. That. Okay. And especially if it's only like an hour and a half movie. Yep. Um. Just get some good writers behind it and stuff like that. I have a new concern. Where do you get good writers from? What if – I'm not sold that creative people would be really excited about doing, like, an hour to an hour and a half thing that's just going to be part of a larger anthology. I don't know. That's not a question for me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, man, I got the the comics knowledge. You got got all that nonsense. (laughs) All right. Although, like, maybe that's a – just another thing of like finding indie writers like these people that are up and coming and like yeah you give them a character that they're passionate about like you find it's like all right want to make this movie about hawk girl and people are like i love hawk girl i'd love to write a story and then you have them write it you don't just go i like what you've done come write this and like commission it because they won't have the passion you find people who are passionate about it and then maybe they're the they're the breakout writers okay you don't find someone like Fucking Ryan Coogler are, like, big writers. They're great writers, but you don't find someone like that and force them to write this thing that's just, like, just buried under everything else. Right. You get someone who, like, this is my chance to make a breakout role. I love this character, and mm-hmm. I might get famous from it. Okay. Find them. All right. Cool, guys. 
little, little beeper. Yeah, little beeper. Not James Gunn. Maybe, maybe Tommy Smith. I don't know who that little, is. Little, little 23, 23 year old kid who just like writes some writes some comics and stuff like that, and really loves hot girls. Okay. All right. All right. That's all I got. We're okay. at fifty five minutes. All oh, right. Pretty good I was, timing. I just had a couple of thoughts pending yeah. for how I was going to do this, but they're of course very limited in scope. Um, basically, my idea was got to make this as different as possible from the MCU. Yeah. So I don't want like one overarching connected story arc as much. And I also want to stay away from grounded as much as possible. Okay. Just to contrast. Okay. So so my two points and my thing that, that both help those. So like away from grounded, you start off with Superman. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you go to you go to Batman who like you take a relatively grounded character and make him ungrounded by making him this psychological horror monster yeah. that just attacks people from the darkness. Yeah. And you can do <laughs> you can do a more comic booky storyline. You can bring in someone like Clayface or something. Yeah, absolutely. Which I love that villain. Or Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Can we get a Mr. Freeze, please? Please. If you please. I love to sneeze. You do? Nah. You gotta sleaze. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm slapping my knees. Oh, man. Something about peas. <laughs> Dr. Q's and peas. It wasn't even Wait. a joke. It was just saying something about another word that rhymed. Um, and then what was the other one? Oh, uh, uh, not large over uh over connecting yeah. thing. So, and it kind of is, kind of isn't like right with things like that. You do want that, yeah. Just as a sense of like that these are the same universe, and there is like a looming threat kind of thing, right? And that's why you do Dark Side, where it's like, oh, he came and attacked in the first movie. Oh, but he failed. He'll be back, and mm-hmm. then the next movie, in the next Justice League, they're like, all right, Dark Side's coming back. And then he doesn't. It's a different person. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, God. And it's completely not connected. It's just yeah. another guy that wants to attack. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the next movie, it happens again. They're like, okay, Brainiac happened. Dark Side's coming now. I can mm-hmm. feel it. And then it's a completely different person. They're like, when the fuck is he coming? <laughs> Guys, what is going on? When is he coming? And then, like, maybe you do, like, two more Justice Leagues like that. Yeah. You do something like uh, maybe the death of Superman in Justice League 3. Yeah. Like you lose him and they're all fighting like uh Dark Side or not Dark Side Doomsday. Doomsday. Mm-hmm. And then like uh or maybe you do that for the for the uh, oh that'd be great. For like Superman 3, mm-hmm. you do Death of Superman. Okay. And they're all it's kind of it's kind of like a Civil War with a Captain America Superman movie mm-hmm. in quotes, but it's really kind of a Justice League movie. Okay. So like they're all fighting Doomsday and they all get like unconscious and dead and they're like, "Guys, we can't do this." And then Superman fights them and then they die at the very end of it. And then the Justice League movie is against the the reign of the Supermen. Okay. Yeah. So like you do like the world without Superman kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's not like, "Oh, Superman died at the end of BVS." He's going to come back to life in the middle of the next movie. Yeah. He's dead for all of, like, four days. Yeah. But you do, like, he's dead. You feel that loss. And then, like, in the like the first act of Justice League is, like, the rise of the Superman. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, like, a, like, an hour of just fighting these other Supermen who were, like, because there's four of them. And it's just relentless. Well, actually, no. Uh, um, there's only one that's actually bad, so it would be not that great. But. You know, you, you get my point. It's like yeah. the, it, you feel the impact, and he's gone. Mm-hmm. And then, like, maybe at the very end they, like, bring him back. Yeah. Or, like, maybe not even bring him back. It's just a whole movie without him. Mm-hmm. And then you do something like – you do, like, Superman 3, Justice League 3, Superman 4. 
Mm-hmm. You're like back to back, and then in Superman four, he co- or like you do it in Batman. You're like, there's no confirmed Superman. He's fucking dead. And then in Batman, he's just like, no, I got it. This <laughs> <laughs> is the whole movie. Like he's yeah. like he's like fighting Penguin off to the side, but he's really like, dude, I got Superman back. He's back. <laughs> the great. It'd be good. It'd be good. Because then you only need a cameo. You need a close set for like one thing. Like he's this. Like he's in this like the recovery or the uh, recovery matrix, mm-hmm. and then there's just like a three minute thing at the very end of the movie. And it's like, whoa, man, I was dead, <laughs> and it's just that you can do a close set for that, keep it completely yeah. secret, and then he's back at the end. And then they're like, once the movie comes out a week later, they're like, confirm Superman Four's coming, and yep. they're like, hey, he's back. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, you don't do like he dies at the end, and then in the fucking trailers, you know he's back. <laughs> yeah. That was terribly done. They make the dirt rise off his coffin at the end of that movie. He's dead for all of seven minutes before the yeah, exactly. snow is coming back. <laughs> uh, also, uh. you just don't fucking do the CW. You just like you start off and you go, all right, what do we need? That's what do we, what's bad that we need to get rid of? All of the CW shows, mm-hmm. fuck them. They're gonna ruin everything. The Flash is terrible. Aqu- or Aquaman, uh, Green Lantern or Green Arrow just wants to be a Batman show. Fuck him. Yep. Supergirl, eh. The effects are just terrible. Yeah. It's worse than the fucking 70s Superman show or Superman movies. First one's good. I haven't seen any of the others. No, the effects. Oh. Yeah. 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 But, yes. So, yeah. that's that's how you do that. And then, yeah. so, like, you do several movies and then, like, there's, like, Justice League 8 mm-hmm. is, like, Dark Side. He finally <laughs> shows back up. He's like, yo, you forgot about me, didn't you? I was waiting for you to forget about – like, you do, like, Justice League 7 or Justice League 6 and they're like – Man, Darkseid's coming. Don't know when it is. And they fight another guy. <laughs> and then Justice League 7, there's not a mention of Darkseid. Mm-hmm. And then just like at the very end, you just see like just his face. And he's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> or like you do, it's a PG-13 movie. So you're allowed like one non-sex or like two non-sex related fucks. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, he just goes, let's fuck him up. <laughs> and that's it that's just it Ooh, i like it <laughs> oh and then that's like 30 years in the making because there's eight justice league movies <laughs> that would be something yeah so it's not like an overarching plot but it is an overarching plot it's just slowly like you forget that it's there and then suddenly mm-hmm. bam dark side okay he blindsided you huh. all right Good. i think all that's right. all i got uh, I, I think i'm out of stuff shouts me we shall. That was an hour and twenty and two minutes. It was indeed. Oh, it wasn't fifty-two minutes. Oh, 52. we gotta cut out ah. ten minutes of stuff. All right. Who needs news anyway? The fans. The fans. The fans. Yeah, all the fan. <coughs> the fan. The fan needs Mark. News. Hey, yep. Mark. Hi, Mark. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everyone else for listening. In case there is anyone else out there. Oh. Uh. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, yeah, so this was our 52nd episode. That was sure a thing. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Facebook at Justice Losers, uh, where we post stuff about what our upcoming episodes are, if we remember. Uh, and we post links to our episodes. Uh, next one is Lake Equal. Right. Requels number two, late sequels. So something like Blade Runner 2049, where the first one came out in 1982 and the sequel came out in 2017. And Halloween being the one we're basing it on. Halloween being the one we're basing it on. 
So yeah, we'll be we'll be looking at those. If you got a favorite example of those that you wanna you wanna throw at us, do that on Facebook or Twitter at Justice Losers Pod. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram where we mostly forget to post pictures. We haven't posted anything since my Aquaman post. Yeah, pretty much. Um, that's also at Justice Losers Pod. Uh, if you have extended thoughts and you want to like basically write our next episode for us, we'll gladly take credit. Uh, you can send all those to JusticeLosersPod at gmail.com. Think about things to say. So thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.